We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. I, I Typically, I like this from my um, my opening of my roundtable. This is a band that I love, St. Motel, but I think we need something just a little different here. And I apologize. We're going to bring the tone down, the tempo just a little bit here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, because here we are. It's another Friday, and there's another balloon shoot, although I'm so confused because a week ago when all this was unfolding, it was way too dangerous. Everyone had their talking points. What if we hit a school or a church? But let me introduce the panel, and we'll get you updated this afternoon. Jane Duker is in the house. All right, Jane. I am better than I deserve. Donna Berenger, state rep, also with us this afternoon. Donna, how are you? I am crazy, but good. And Mike Elam from the St. Charles County Council. You also hear him hosting shows on a regular basis, including at times this one on 97.1 FM Talk. How are you, Mike? And I'm honored to be here. Is that the fifth dimension? It is the fifth dimension. Look at that. Oh, yeah. We're not showing our age at all. Hey. Hi. I'm Mike Elam, and I'm a geriatric. Well, you know, what's (laughs) funny is that Jane... As we were going through all this a week ago, I was trying to come up, you know, we're an audio medium, so I was trying to come up with something, and we uh, we actually went to this one, which is a little, a little bit more contemporary, maybe it's the Beastie Boys, you know, this fast forwards maybe 30 years from the fifth dimension, <laughs> but on a serious note, we do have another incident where I guess something was shot down by Alaska. So here's John Kirby talking about that. Well, I can confirm that the Department of Defense was tracking a high altitude object over Alaska airspace in the last 24 hours. Out, uh, the, uh, the object was flying at an altitude of uh, 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight. Out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of the Pentagon, President Biden ordered the military to down the object and they did, and it came in inside our territorial waters. Now, those waters right now are frozen, but inside uh, territorial uh, airspace and over territorial waters. Fighter aircraft assigned to U.S. Northern Command took down the object within the last hour. So they, they take it down. What's the difference? So didn't this just happen uh, a week ago? Apples and oranges here in terms of size. As I said, this was size of a small car, and it was over 
very sparsely populated area, but also more critically over, it was over water, water space, when we ordered this down, as we did the, as uh, we did the last one. But it, completely different size. Um, and um, the debris field for this, uh, we expect to be much, much smaller than would have been for the other one. That's difference one. Difference two, uh, we knew for a fact that the PR PRC balloon that we shot down last week was in fact a surveillance asset um, and capable of surveillance over sensitive military sites and that it had self-propulsion and maneuver capabilities. There's no indication that this one did. The other one, the first one, was able to maneuver and loiter, slow down, speed up. Um, it was very, it was very purposeful that flight path within inside the inside the, the jet stream. Okay, so oh, we, oh, we knew just real quick here. We knew that that one was a Chinese spy balloon, but we let it fly across the whole country. <laughs> the fact this one's not, but we shot it down right. What the hell? The fact that it was able to maneuver and it stayed—that's the pro- That's the problem. Yes. All right, one more here. This is Jackie Heinrich asking a question. On the communications, though, we still don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, we don't know what intelligence or communications um, could have been collected or what devices they were targeting, as I understand it. So that being said, how can the president say it was not a major breach? We don't know that. What we do know is uh, we knew the basic flight path of this thing. And we were able to take steps at sensitive military sites that we believed would be all along the flight path uh, to significantly curtail any intelligence ability that the Chinese could get uh, get from from the balloon. You know, I'm a talk show host, so I know how to BS better than most people. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. you, ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised how many times I lose my train of thought and then I just pick something up and completely manufacture it. So I can appreciate John Kirby going through that process in his brain of trying to answer a question as ridiculously <laughs> as that. But I mean, the, the serious part of this question would be, what's going on here? I mean, they're, they're not saying they're not assigning this to the Chinese uh, yet. Yet. Yeah. But it's Isn't more than a just point? a little weird. So I don't. We're not national security experts here. This is all just breaking well. Speak this for after. yourself. Well, I know. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but Mike. I mean, I don't know if. Well, I'm sure you were listening last Friday. But we're we're here last Friday. We talk about it during the roundtable. The four o'clock hour starts, and people are seeing this all across the area, out in West County and Congressman Wagner. You could actually go to the uh, the Twitter feed on you know the video feed of the show and you can see me scrambling with my phone because Ann's calling me and she wants to get on the air and the whole you know because everyone was talking about it but here we are a week later still talking about this I don't know if anyone was wants to wait we're gonna move to other topics here but it is bizarre I'd say I just think it's funny that, that his first thing is well it's apples and oranges because this one is smaller wait what Mm-mm. so they can survey in different ways in different sizes so if it's the size of a bus, it's bad. If it's the size of a car, or actually the other way, other around. way around, if it's the size of a bus, it's okay. We're going to let it fly across the country, but we're going to do things so it can't pick up anything. Yeah. Right. No, 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 you're not. The, the right. But as long as it's the size of a car, well, we got to shoot that thing down right away. Really? <laughs> it, no. No, I don't get it either. <laughs> I, no, I'm not I buying any of this. Was they just, they knew they should have, the last one was a disaster. They right. didn't want to do another disaster, and then they're trying to make it look like they're, it's different. No one bought the last BS, so they're like, well, crap, we can't do that again. Well, can we, you imagine? We now. If we sent a balloon over China. I mean, it'd be World War Three. Yeah. What do we? I mean, first right. of all, I don't know what they could and couldn't do, but for me personally, I don't care. Right. You don't get to invade our airspace. Right. That's, it's that simple. That, yep. That's a well, bright line rule. Mm-hmm. 
that should never, ever be breached. Let me let me come up with another one of those rules here as we segue into the next topic. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be afraid. If if you turn 18 years old and you want to cut your breasts off or your penis off or something like that, go for it. Have all at right? it. But I had a guest on yesterday. We're going to segue into this horrific Wash U whistleblower report. And uh, Chris Elston, whose name on Twitter is Billboard Chris, who's been an activist, he was in Oklahoma yesterday because there's a lot of these issues going on down there. And I asked him, I said, why did you, why are you so passionate about this? He's from Canada. He's not even from America. He's got two, um, two daughters. And he said, I'm not going to look back at my life in 40 years and say I knew about the greatest child abuse scandal in modern medicine history and did not do anything about it. And that resonated because that's exactly what this is. This it is. This is extreme. Ca- and for, for anyone to defend it. And by the way, you have the spokesperson for the mayor, Nick Dunn, he, they. I have to address him by his pronouns because it says he, they. I, I only call them he on Twitter and I had to correct that. He, they says this. You can't tell me. This is Tishara's flack, right? You can't tell me as the state legislature is considering a bill to strip kids of life-saving, gender-affirming care that there's suddenly a whistleblower complaint about the region's largest provider that administers those exact services. Nick Dunn didn't read that. If you did read it, you saw the evidence and the emails that go along with it. Now, are there still questions about this? Absolutely. There I, has I would, to be an investigation. Right. But, I mean, this this is horrific. If you read what she wrote in here, and I, it was very graphic, and I read a lot of it yesterday. I mean, you have some of these kids. There was one girl who was trying to transition. They put her on these drugs. Then she goes out and she has sex, right? And she starts bleeding from her vagina. That's because that's one of the side right. effects of the exactly and hormone therapy. All kinds of horrifying things. And the way that this was, uh, now what to their credit, Wash U says we're going to investigate and they damn well better. Now we got the Attorney General, Senator Hawley. I'm pretty convinced if Senator Hawley didn't say something yesterday that this wouldn't have even gotten into the Post-Dispatch right. or some of the local media. So I think that this is pretty damn serious. Now, I also want to say this, all right? Mike, you know this, and I think my other guests would know this, and certainly the listeners do. For some of these reporters to act like this is coming out of nowhere, I've talked about these issues on my show for two and a half years, about some of the things that are happening. And by the way, and I'll do this here in the next couple of weeks, there are very efficient, effective ways to connect the dots with some of the players here that are involved with Children's Hospital and Wash U with some of our local school districts. Stay tuned for that, because I'm going to get to that. And it's very interesting. I don't think the rest of the reporters in this town will do that. But to act like, yeah, this is damning because she's got all this evidence and she's been tracking this. We've seen this trickle out. And I've talked about incidents even here she in this area. She went there because she wanted to do the right thing and wanted kids to have proper care. This The whistleblower didn't go in. Well, exactly. As to, an activist. A, as an she activist. She described herself as the left of Bernie Sanders. Right. right. I mean, and so I'm like. Definitely not our side of the aisle person. I mean, so, yeah, this wasn't <laughs> one of these, you know, crazy, you know, whatever. Like you said, infiltrators. Right. That went in. This was somebody who went in as a believer. That was the thing for me that I thought was, look, guys, you know, she's coming at this or. You know, this well, this wasn't this wasn't a hit piece by if you, if you this read, person. That doesn't mean that there shouldn't be an investigation well, and there it's not be. two sides. But if you read that, but, Jane, there are things that no, she, she talks about so many different issues that deserve attention from the therapist that basically rubber stamped this stuff to the here was one of the more troubling aspects. I mean, this is disgusting, but I read this yesterday. There was one case that she cited of a young boy who was having um 
I don't know if it was a sexual attraction, but but doing sexual things to, and forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, this was in the report, to dogs, right? So this was a very disturbed individual that even told the staff there that he was probably going to reoffend with the dogs, admits that. And they hop him up on hormones instead of getting him mental help because mm-hmm. then he finally decides to say that he wants to be a girl. I mean, the the passive nature, if this is anywhere close to the truth, and this shouldn't be a political issue. Why no. is this a political issue? This is a yeah. child abuse issue. And, and why would damn you well even begin investigate. to defend this when we, this clearly Well, that's a good question, Jane, but you got needs, people on your side know, that are doing it. I know, but, but look, I, and I believe that, you know what, these kind of decisions need to be between a doctor, a parent, mm-hmm. I, I just do, okay? I, I don't like the state getting involved in any of that. I think people need to make their own decisions. But I also think that when a doctor or a clinic or somebody starts to cross the line and, you know, that if this is true, if this what this person is alleging is true, I mean, I think that that borders on violating their licenses and, you know, this well, would not I'm be... I'm going to go a little further. I think it's criminal and well, it should it be could criminal. Be. It could be. But I mean, but you know what I mean? So this isn't sort of like the cops that had... The, the cops in Memphis, that was not police work. That was a personal... It's disgusting. M- ...murder. It was, it was not... Had nothing to do with policing. If this is true, then we're out of doctor care. And by care. the way, I just, just in case you're keeping score, was there anyone on our side of the political aisle that defended for one moment what happened in Memphis? No, absolutely not. Not at all. Not because it's indefensible. Not a racist the nationals are defensible. Which right. is this? Right. This was a this was this was this was a personal vendetta. The, and, the, and the cops they put his picture up, and I mean this was this was personal. There's and, more to that story yeah, that we're going to hear. No, oh, not I, that no, the I, cops I, are going to come off yeah. any better, but there is more to that story. Right. And I just want to warn people. And I, you know, I I don't like to go after local reporters, but I I couldn't help myself because I see the tone and the nature of some of this. And you know, Alexis Zotos at Channel Four. I don't know her, but there there was a heavy weight toward hey, let's tell the other side of the story. Let's feature transparents, um, this group that's founded here in St. Louis, and their statement saying, we've seen nothing but great things. Well, I get that some people like child abuse, right? But let's keep an eye on the balance here because there's instantly the instinct on the part of her, and I know her politics because I follow her on on Twitter, right? And it's as clear as my politics, and I'm a talk show host, right? So I, I went after her on Twitter saying, give me a flip and break. You're not trying to be a reporter here. You're agenda driven. And the fortunate part of this, the unfortunate part is you had kids that were victims of this and families. Right. The fortunate part is for those of us that have been talking about this for more than two years, whether it's in Virginia where things happened or here in St. Louis, some of the things that have been seeping into the school districts, maybe finally, finally, there's people that are going to say this can't happen anymore. My wife and I were having a discussion just about, not even about the surgery part, but just thinking about the fact of, to your point, if you're 18 and over, that's one thing. Right. I would probably even say 21 and older. But that's just because when when kids are younger, they're so confused about their sexuality in general, right? I, I feel like this is a, a Dr. Phil episode now, but <laughs> they're, they're just confused in, in general about who they are, what do these urges mean? I don't understand. And these days they are bombarded with all of this confusion of sexuality. And you know, he, they. I will never have a discussion with someone who is they because you just admitted to me that you have more than one personality, right? I'm, I'm not doing that. But there well, needs yeah, why to... Why do you get to be plural? I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, you'd have it, to ask your man. It's like the guy who went to dinner on, and he did the blind date and the girl showed up and he said, hey, when's your friend show up? And she goes, what friend? He goes, well, your profile said them, they, so I assume you're bringing someone else. <laughs> oh, God. 
It doesn't get better, but, folks. But, you know, uh. the, 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 the thing that really does need some attention is there is, I don't know how you can deny that there's a social contagion aspect to this. It was very detailed, outlined in, in what she said, because just look at the numbers. Donna, you and I, you know, we all are kind of in the same age group. We remember, there were kids that were gay that were going through things, um, but they're, and a lot of these kids, I think they are gay. They're confused. They, they end up, they're not transgender. They're gay. That's fine. But they don't realize that. They're confused. There's this social pressure, and they think they need to get hopped up on hormones. I happen to think if you're taking body parts out, and one of the things that this Chris Elston told me yesterday, I didn't think about this. If you're a, a 12, 13-year-old boy and you think that you are a girl and you want to transition to become a girl, you will never have an orgasm after you go through those procedures. These are So is that even thought about? I, I don't know. Well, but, and what I don't like either is the hormone therapy is not reversible. Yeah. Not fully reversible. But that's that's and, the whole and, thing. And one of the things that I think was compelling for me, regardless of the transgender overlay of this, there are doctors who had people there saying that that parents, the adults were not even given the risks. Like you, you know, no matter what medication. Right. That your kid has to go on. And, you know, we've all I've been faced with that. And. You know, they tell you the side effects and they tell you the things and and there's some scary stuff and you have to make a decision and weigh, is it worth, are the benefits better, you know, but you have to disclose. And that, that, that to me is where I'm like, okay, well, that's when you start losing licenses. That's when you start having, if you're not giving the full effect and that this is not reversible. And I mean, you know what, when I was 10, 11, I was a tomboy. I was too. So what does what does that mean? Okay, does that mean I wore my brother's clothes? Yeah, so I did I. Bicycle. I didn't absolutely. Want to Jane, a this, there's a big part of this. That's I had the, short hair, and, and right. a lot of people thought I was a boy. My my wife would be the same thing, but that this is exactly what's happening. Where ordinarily you would just say, "Oh, that's just someone who's going through a phase of a tomboy," which there's nothing wrong with that at all. Now, tomboy there's wasn't this a negative feeling, term, and it wasn't no, some right. big deal. It was, you know, and then I outgrew it as but I'm like, sitting in sweats. My, but, right. my daughter, <laughs> when when my daughter was in high school. Two of her of her really good girlfriends kept going back and forth between I think I'm gay. Right. And, and a couple of them had girlfriends for a while. Yes. And then they said, no, I don't think I'm gay. Now I think I'm straight. And they would bounce back and forth oh, yeah. a few times. It's very common. Just because they're they're confused about it, which is why I think you should have a pause. Hormones, definitely surgery, but hormones stop them. Until these kids I'm all are in for adults, and yes. I'm all in for therapy. Therapy is completely it's gr- different. It's great. That's completely different. You know different. what? If a kid is feeling that bad and they want to go get care, therapy, I'm all for it as long as it's not biased. But you know, and as long as they're following the rules. But boy, when you start getting into yeah, hormones, you get into drugs, and you get into surgery. You are you are changing you're making something. Decisions for right. this kid because this kid very well could turn around in just a, a year or so and say, nah, you know, I was just going through a weird phase. Yeah, and you know I, why we know that, Mike? That because that's what they're doing. We see more and more evidence. We, you know, we want to point to things that we do in this country that uh, aren't quite up to standards of what they do across the pond. Well, look at the UK and some of these other countries. They right. backed off on this right okay. now. You've had people, even some of the surgeons who have been proponents of this, who have written pieces in the last year in the Washington Post and the LA Times saying, we think we have gone too far. Look, the reason that most of us don't have any issue with our uh, gay friends and neighbors and family members is because over the course of time when it wasn't cool to come out and I we all lived through that right it was terrifying for these people now it's 
evolved. And we all know now we have people in our families, right, that are gay. And if you don't think you do, you do. All right. Right. And we accept them because we realize that it's just something that's different. You don't. I know there's religion that gets into this. But there is not one every six kid is not trans. Okay. Are, Are there true cases of gender dysphoria? There probably are. And maybe those kids even need some of this extreme hormone therapy. I don't know. I'm not prepared. But what I mean is. I would say the kids don't. No. The, the kids do not. Period. End of story. Well, I would agree with you, Mike. What They're, I'm saying is, is no. that the, the cases that might even warrant that should be so small and minimal, but it's the right. opposite now. What they're doing at WashU, what we learned yesterday, is the opposite. It is. Right? They're, they're, they're saying, oh, yeah, they're not even looking at the tomboy example or anything else. They're saying, oh, we need treatment. Let's stamp that one. Trans kid, move forward. It's outrageous. And it is child abuse. Two more segments of the Reardon Roundtable coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Reardon Roundtable for a Friday afternoon on 97.1 FM Talk. St. Louis is home for conservative talk. Jane Duker is here. Mike Elam from the St. Charles County Council. State Rep. Donna Berenger. Just one thing before we move on from the WashU Children's Hospital story. Uh, Bethany Hamilton was very brave this week. She's the surfer, the pro surfer who lost her arm Mm -hmm. in a shark attack years ago. Mm -hmm. And she came out and not many female athletes have been willing to say what she did. She said, look. I'm not discriminating, but I'm not going to compete against biological males in my sport. And um, we're, we're not doing that. And Riley Gaines has been outspoken as well. And, then, you know, going back to the last segment for the motivation for me, for Chris Elston, who was my guest yesterday, I have a daughter who is a swimmer now, and she plays tennis and field hockey. And that's my motivation, okay, yes. for those of us who have kids. So um, let's move on to some other things here. Donna Berenger, <laughs> you uh, – you were on the floor of the Missouri House with a bunch of racist Republicans. That's what I read in the <laughs> St. Louis Post-Dispatch over the uh, the gun legislation and crime legislation. I want you to kind of walk us through what happened. It wasn't happened. gun legislation. Okay. Well, yeah, it was a right. crime bill that right. had an amendment that was yes. offered well, by let, you. Well, let's let's start with last summer that Dean Plocker put together a task force. There were six of us, three Republicans, Speaker three Speaker of the House, Dean Plocker. He was on yes. my show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Great guy. And three were lawyers and two were from law enforcement and me. And so we each were asked if you were trying to solve crime and public safety for the state of Missouri, because that was the number one problem Missouri Chamber was saying is our reputation as a state is getting very bad that it's impacting. So um, 
we looked at, which everyone saw first, the circuit attorney's office and giving her help. We actually talked to her on the phone. So in one of our meetings, and this was volunteer. I had to pay on my own dime, own time, driving to Jeff City all, all last summer and fall when we would meet. And we would meet with all the different entities that this bill would impact. And so um, when I saw that uh, someone else was taking that part, which was the circuit attorney's part, I said to myself, well, let me talk to my police officers. And if I said, if there's anything I could do for you, what would you do? And they said, get the guns out of these little kids' hands. And I said, well, why can't you just arrest them? And they said, we can't. They said, until they actually brandish the gun and they can prove intent with the gun, they can't just take the gun from the 14-year-old. So I went to uh, the research department. I said, how could I word this? So that it only impacts minors. It only impacts minors while they're on public property, streets, sidewalks, and uh, would require an adult. So they said, um, we're just going to write it very simple. If you're under the age of 18, you cannot be in the public right of way unless you're with an adult with a firearm. And uh, people said, oh, well, you know, uh, Missouri Department of Conservation, they have, you know, public land that you can hunt on. I said, they do, but they are in the state statute. Anyone that hunts on their public property has to pass their their program. So you have to have a class you take before you can use a gun on Missouri Department of Conservation. But a 14-year-old can hunt yes, absolutely. on state lands. Right. But he has so, to take that course. Right. Any, but anyone born after 1967 has to have the course. Yeah. The hunter uh, certificate, hunter education. Right. I was grandfathered right. in. I had actually take the class when I went to Colorado <laughs> years ago because— it was. I wasn't grandfathered in. I went to hunt elk out yep. there, but I was. I never had mm-hmm. to take it from Missouri, but I have taken the course. Right. So um, we put this law, you know, the crime uh, bill together, and we Lane went to introduce it in his committee. So he is the chair of the committee, and um, everything seemed kind of quiet. And then on the nineteenth page were my two sentences about minors not being able to have guns, and the people who. Uh, defend being able to have a gun at any time. Anyone just went crazy and they in in committee and yanked my language out of that bill. And we had said that we would support each other. All six of us would, would support each other so that when the bill came to the floor, I he went did. to the speaker. They did. Yeah. No. Right. And so Lane Roberts, who is one of the people from that group that we met all summer with, he said, we promised Donna that she'd get her piece in so we can at least give her the floor. To introduce it. Right. Now, so they kept their word. They kept their word, absolutely. And so when I stood up, I explained what I've explained to everyone. In the city of St. Louis, we have 14-year-olds walking down city streets with AR-15s. It's on video. You can watch it online. And there's nothing the police can do until they lift that gun up and brandish it at someone. And even then, in the city of St. Louis, I know some police officers are worried about their careers. So they kind of hesitate, right, because they're not quite sure how it's going to come out. So because I said, they'll get prosecuted. Right. So that so I said, this is part of the problem and this is a, a very easy fix. Well, they stood up and they just ripped into it and they wouldn't let my amendment go back in the bill, the language. And so people are saying, are you s- serious in the state of Missouri? There is no minimum age to carry a gun. And the answer is no. Well, are there let me ask this question. Are there minimum ages in other states? Because I, I don't know. Does Illinois have a minimum age? What? Because the, the issue here in, in my mind, and I'm confused by this, and, and there's a lot that I would agree with mm-hmm. you on, but I also hunt in Howard County, and I've hunted with kids in 
safety is first and foremost, right? But mm-hmm. there are kids that are young that are handling long rifles. But from my perspective, let me take it a step well, it was further. Limited to, it was limited to handguns. It was not limited to long rifles, which were traditionally used for hunting. I thought there was an exception in there. For Mine her. said she, firearms. Yeah, she, her the says firearms. Said the, the reason the police told me not to specify the gun is because you can alter any gun. Okay. And that's what the But here, here's was. my story, and I've told it on the air, and I'll just kind of, th- this is my perspective on why I would kind of agree with trying to keep these out of the hands of kids. I'm crossing 14th and Shoto about eight months ago, maybe a year ago, driving here to work. I come through Peabody, right? Maybe not the smartest move, but that's my <laughs> shortest route. The housing complex, there's that gas station, the BP, that just had a murder about a month ago. Right. And then there's an abandoned building. So I pull up at 14th and Shoto. I'm heading into the city, and I'm just there. I'm the only person at the light. There's a kid. He could not have been older than 14. I'm guessing maybe 12, right? And he's got a backpack. He pulls a monster handgun out of his backpack. He looks at it. He's not pointing it or anything, but he looks at it. He puts it back in. He goes to the bus stop. Now, in my mind, that's not a good thing. Okay, I'm a gun rights guy. I've been a member of the NRA. I just think that we should have some control over that. Now, what Dean told me yesterday, the Speaker of the House was a guest on the show, said that he's not giving up on this issue, that there might be other ways to look at the juvenile code, things along those lines. So Correct. is that perhaps an option? Absolutely, because what happened was, and, and that's that's the good part about this. So while others said, said, weren't you upset it didn't get on? I said, no, it brought it to light. And so I had a lot of Republicans who had voted on the floor no come up to me and say, you know, the head of my police department called me and he said this is a real concern yeah, for them as right, well. Right. So now they're saying we're going to do just that. We're going right. to look at the juvenile code. They should. But the two things that used to exist. So we got, when we got rid of the CCW, right, that's when the age went away because you, anybody who had a gun had to have a CCW. And you have to be able to read and write to get your CCW. So at least you, you're that old. And then SAPA, which is um, the Second Amendment Rights. That also made it so we couldn't enforce any rules, like in the city of St. Louis. So some people said to me on the floor, well, this is just about St. Louis. Enforce your own gun laws. And we said, we can't. You passed SAPA, you know, the Second Amendment Protection Act. I said, it doesn't allow us to do that. But if you want to undo that for me, that'd be great. So that's why they said no. And here's the other thing. They said, well, you're going to take our kids' hunting guns away. And then those cost a lot of money. We won't be able to get them back. And they made a big deal about rural versus urban. And so that's why I did say, I said, people are under the mistake that I grew up in the city. I didn't grow up in the city. I grew up actually in Jefferson City. And when but, I was growing But you up, can understand the concerns of the rural right. lawmakers, but that's though. What I, but that's what I'm saying. The, the guys always had the gun racks during right. hunting season in their trucks. They always did. Yeah. But they also didn't grab them and point them at people. Yeah. All right? So well, but see, I think well, what, what people would say, and I, look, this is a complicated issue. Um, what I've seen some Republicans say is, look, if they have a gun until they have intent to commit a crime, I just think it's a little different with kids under the age of 16 in particular. I'd say 18 with that. With and that actually, in your car is not public property. Yeah. That's private property. Jane, what's the deal, though? Because then there's this uh, follow-up where racism comes into it because racism always comes into it. So what's up with that? Well, I mean, I I watched the hearing because it was the bill regarding getting the special prosecutor because, as we saw, um, even Kim Gardner's office uh, admitted under oath that they have more than 3,600 cases pending and that she has asked for help. Yep. She asked us for help in the call. but, But she wants money. She, she doesn't want she, a special she prosecutor. She, she, wants, she wants help. She didn't want prosecutors coming right. in to help her. She, she just wanted you money. to give her a check. Right. She wanted a check, right. and which she got from the board of aldermen today. Yes. So that's go. great. Mm-hmm. So she just got uh, well, and she got more money in the budget because she just got a new unit. She's not doing her job currently, <laughs> and she got a new unit that now all officer involved shootings will now be taken out of the police department completely and put into Kim Gardner's office. 
Oh, no. That's what happened today. The board just gave that. So this is so So confusing. Donna, what what else did they do on the board with her? They appointed her to some position. Um, or is this the same topic? That's the same no, thing. This is the same thing. That's the same thing. Oh. Board Bill 137. It's, yeah, it's the, it's and everybody integrity. pretty much voted public for integrity. that. They all did. Yeah, this public integrity, yeah. which, by the way, isn't even part of her statutory authority anyway, mm-hmm. just like a lot of what the board's been doing lately. Um, and so she's going to now, she she can't even get the backlog of cases. She has more than 205 pending murder cases. Wow. Well, looking something one th- as old as 2014. Yeah. Bad things are going to happen, and bad things are happening. You saw the case of the ring camera from this week for the woman yes. who was going after this Hispanic family in yes. South City, arrested and, three times, and she had a warrant that was sitting there stuffed in a box yes. for a year. Yes, and then she terrorizes. It's these happening people. every day, mm-hmm. and for the board of aldermen to give her a dime and another duty is so irresponsible. It makes my head spin. So, 301 was the House bill. That Donna was talking about the uh, the primary thing in that was doing a special prosecutor. Um, if you you know if you have more than thirty five cases per hundred thousand in population, then mm-hmm. uh, the governor can appoint a special prosecutor who will take exclusive jurisdiction over a certain category of cases to make sure that the violent felonies get prosecuted. Then she keeps all the other stuff. So what happened was, I mean, the, the bill had already been perfected; it was up for final passage. And there was um, a North County um, rep who got up and started talking about Mississippi. Right. And has and so somebody raised a point of order and said, you got to stick to the bill. OK. And well, the reason that Mississippi came up is because there was a story with the state of Mississippi that mm-hmm. there were a bunch of white officials that were appointed to get involved in something that had to do with black schools down there. Right. In but education. it was not about the bill. Yeah. No, I know. And so, so he was warned. I think he was warned twice. Mm-hmm. He was warned twice. And so then finally he said, that's it. Um, you know, we're um, they, and then they did a PQ and there were a bunch of people who who wanted to talk and couldn't because debate got shut down. And, I, you know, I mean, they were following the rules. I, I get that. You know what I get? I get the idea. This was all a setup. It was all a setup. The post-dispatch reporters were waiting I, I just, I don't, I just I'm don't. I'm so glad that no, Jane what, sees wait. things the way they yeah. really are. I, know. I, was, I was, Mike, I, I was, with, I was there. I was wait working out with a guy today at the MAC, he came up and goes, Jane Duker, she's coming over to our side. I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, so yeah. hard. I'm going to get there eventually. Keep We're getting closer. Alive, Hang in one more segment to go. Oh, that's White Reaper. I love that band. They're going to play Delmar Hall tomorrow in University City. I will be there. Can't wait. I asked Abby to work a couple of White Reaper bumps in here this afternoon. It's a rear roundtable for a Friday St. Charles County Councilman Mike Elam, also a radio host here on 97.1 FM Talk. State Rep Donna Berenger and our good friend Jane is also here. She's going to hang out for the next hour. Mike, did you watch the State of the Union or were you watching college basketball like me the other night? I, I was with you. I was watching a different college basketball game. So while you were watching Mizzou and you were on the edge of your seat going, oh, my God, you're not really going to blow this at home, are you? I was watching the Razorbacks upset uh, Kentucky at Kentucky. So that was that was a quad one win for us. But I, I just I, I couldn't sit through Joe Biden live. I, I had to go back and just parse through it later because going live was just a little more than By what the I way, could the stand. president did the same thing because he had no idea what he said the other night. So he went back <laughs> and did the same thing we did the next morning and he watched it just to remind himself. Well, he had to figure out what he didn't say. 
because uh, his staff yeah. always have to go back and, and play catch up on it afterwards. These but... things are always and I, I'm pretty bipartisan when it comes to my criticism of the State of the Union, because I think the whole thing is just a show and it's ridiculous. But, you know, let's let's kind of move forward from that speech because he sat down with Judy Woodruff and she asked some questions. They weren't very tough about some of the issues that surprise. have come up. But, you know, the one the one issue and I want everyone's opinion on this. And, Mike, I'll start with you, because The New York Times finally came out last week and quoted unnamed Democrats that have been saying everything that we've all said. Kamala Harris is not up to the job. What are they going to do? We don't really Biden to run either. So she asked him that question. He says, watch me. Watch me. I don't even know what that means. I, I did watch him a little bit. I saw him stumble over whether Chuck Schumer was the minority leader or the majority leader. <laughs> so where were you surprised by the New York Times story? And then what do they do? What does this team do over here? I, so what I was surprised about was Hillary Clinton coming out after Kamala Harris. I didn't see that coming, right? So you're seeing at, at that level, uh, the Democrats are coming out and I think have been setting him up for a while now. I am, I am on that train that they do not want him to run. And they are doing everything they can to take his legs out underneath him to make sure that he can't run. But I am amazed by the fact that he keeps acting acting like, I'm going to run. I'm well, going to run. And I'm do, like, though? but no one you wants to. you to. That's what they all have do, to. though. Mike, I mean, Because once not... you're a lame duck, everything yeah, changes. Yep, exactly. That's right. Jane? Yeah? Kamala? That story in the New York Times, what'd you think? Um, I didn't read the story, but she's not ready for prime time. Well, I that's mean, basically I w- <laughs> what people were saying. Yeah, I don't want her to be president. All right. So what, but what, this is the, what's we're the right. exit strategy? What exactly. happens here? I mean, if he, let's say a couple scenarios. He doesn't he, run? If he runs, she's on the ticket. She's got to be, right? Because he can't risk that. Well, no, there have been times when people have switched Well, how mates. are you going to dump her There's out of that? Right. There's I mean, time when a Missourian happened to yeah, disappear yes, off absolutely. that Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, but, but I mean, I'm it saying, does. Okay. But, okay, so if he reruns, which I, I, I don't think is highly likely. No. I mean, and that's why, that's, that's another reason why he is not likely to run, because he's probably... Okay, so let's take that scenario. He decides not to run. Well, then it's a free game. Yes. Well, it's free game. Right. right, but who? But does she... She's obligated to run, right? No, she's not. Mm-mm. Oh, she, she, she has to run. No, no she's not. she has well, to run. But you no, know that's what I mean. If I she don't, don't, is she going to dip out and say, oh, you know what? You guys were right. <laughs> no, she's not going to say that. She's just no. going to say, I'm not interested right now. I've served. I was glad I served. I'm done. And then who's your guy? Or I'm sorry, oh, I mean, or the, they, them, or she. I don't well, care. I, mean, I, I do <laughs> think there's, they, they, there's, I think there's uh, numerous people. I think there will be numerous people that will no, come out of the woodwork. Who's your person, though? Who do, who I don't are know you yet. guys I don't like? know that I have a person yet. I mean, I, you know, I... I mean, are you a Gavin like a Newsom person? No, I'm not a Gavin. I would prefer somebody from the Midwest. I would prefer J.B. somebody. J.B. There you go. Who, there you go. A billionaire know. from Illinois. You know what? I, he wouldn't necessarily you bother know, me. Mike, I think the Republicans, look, you, you've got uh, Sununu talking about getting in this race. Right. I know that there are some people even locally that are pretty big politicians behind Mike Pompeo. Right. I like DeSantis, but he's untested. Nikki Haley's talking about it, but if you get she's into supposed a crowded, to announce next week, right? But if you yeah. get this crowded field again, right. and you're going to have all these slices, it's a recipe of the pie, for a freak show. It is, but I I don't think it's going to work. Actually, I thought when we had what was it 17 in 2016 who lined up to run, 
I actually didn't mind it at the end of the day because you started seeing the people and the Democrats went through the same thing with with Biden um, in, in 2020, where they went through that whole thing of a lot of these folks are just looking for press. Right. So I'm going to say I'm running for president. I have no desire to run for president whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I can raise a lot of money if I do that. Yep. And I'm going to really it's raise my ball. profile. Right. Yep. So now you're going to be on all the MSNBC or whatever and say former presidential candidate. Right. And, mm-hmm. and they're going to be there. They know they don't have a snowball shot in hell of winning that. But I, I think you'll see that field dwindle pretty quickly. I, I think you're looking at at the Florida governor, the Virginia governor, the New Hampshire governor, as of all folks who are going to be strong. But you well, got to kick. Haley will be strong. I think she's got name recognition. I think Nikki's paying for VP. Well, I, I think she's playing for VP. You're just a sexist. Uh, well, of course I am. That it's, <laughs> I'm Republican. Fl- That's, I'm going to get painted that way. Anyway. Okay. On my side. Flip tables. It's I a met, real housewife episode now. I met the new governor of Maryland three years ago, Wes Moore. I met him at a conference and after he spoke, and then I spoke to him after he spoke, I said to myself, oh, my gosh, he has it. And Barack Obama had it. And I went out and I wanted to meet him, too, before he ran. And I said, this, there's just a characteristic that people are drawn to. And, but he was just elected as, as mayor of Maryland. I mean, governor, sorry, the governor of Maryland. So I don't know if he could jump that quick to run for president, but I think he has it. Well, the transportation more. secretary is definitely going to throw his hat in the ring. Yeah, I think because he will. Peter. What, you know, Mayor Pete is, mm-hmm. is now a national name, Correct. and they have built him up, and they mm-hmm. have wanted him to be somebody. So now they've put him in a position where he is available to launch. But I think what he's done over these past two years has proven he's completely inept and has no idea what the hell he's doing. And he is, he is a male version of Kamala. I mean, that may be a little harsh on him, actually. But he's he's not ready for primetime either because he has been MIA on all of these things that have come up with transportation over the past but two most years. Ron DeSantis might, just took over Disney. Know yeah. that. And he's God. competent? Oh, my God. Have Ron, you seen you everything that Ron DeSantis Ron has DeSantis tackled he in is Florida? knocking it out of the he park. Do you yes. think that, like, taking over... Um, and, and, and openly saying you're retaliating against a company for some speech or some something they've said or, or got, that's, I mean, you don't think that's a Are First Amendment problem? Are you going to completely ignore it, everything it, it, that Ron DeSantis has done since he's been governor, and you think he's going to be focused on the Disney thing? And by the way, it's you, you talk to it the is. people who live down there, even the Democrats and some of the people on the roundtable who have homes down there, mm-hmm. they'll tell you he's doing a great job as governor, especially well, in the we'll aftermath. But do you have to take over Disney? I mean, that's such yeah. a that's Yeah, bad. you know why you have Ridiculous. to take over Disney? Because there are things that Disney is doing in Florida proper and nationally that are outrageous. So Disney you don't get to retaliate because of, you don't get to use government to retaliate for speech. Are this you is still me? America, isn't have, it? Have you seen Washington, D.C.? Wait, well, it have, doesn't make it, it right. I mean, come on. It happens in Have you not seen the whole Twitter yeah. FBI well, thing I, I of government gonna, retaliating for free speech? On, if you're going to pin your hopes on the failure of Ron DeSantis over the Disney stuff, that's, I go ahead, keep doing that. I'd take that, I'll take DeSantis against anybody that you mentioned in the Democrats. I know you don't care about the First Amendment. It hey, makes it's me been, sad. It's been fun being back on the roundtable again. Thank you very much, and it's always great yes. to see you, ladies. Thank you, Mike. Oh, I enjoy You're being filling here. in here coming up for um, President's Day, right? Uh, for Mark Cox, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Donna, great to see you. Oh, thank you for having Jane, me. Jane, I guess I'll let you hang out. I think I'm going to do it. Jane's news. I like you enough. There you go. It's coming Shane. up. Get more at 971talk.com. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.